Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311 Cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Tino on episode 78. So, this week, uh, we're talking about sports, you know, what, what left there is of sports to be talking about. Namely, some Iowa State updates, the NFL, the NBA, Mike's stupid rules, and write that down predictions. So, that's what we got coming at you. Yeah, so we might as well just dive on in. Uh, so, this week was another uh, swing and a miss in the transfer market for uh, Iowa State. Eh, I don't know what's happening, but we're... Like we we are down in everybody's like top four or top three as their destinations that they're gonna choose and pick from, uh, the likes of Michigan tran- or point or guard uh, Michigan transfer guard David DeJulius uh, who decided to commit to Cincinnati as well as the Rhode Island transfer Jacob Toppin. Uh, if that sounds familiar to anybody, he's the younger brother of Obi Toppin. The person who won uh, Player of the Year from uh, Dayton this year. Um, He decided to transfer to Kentucky, uh, albeit maybe he thought Kentucky might have more success since they're bringing in the number one rated recruiting class again next year. Um, But it's it's just a couple swings and misses for this team that still needs to fill out four scholarships. Otherwise, this bench is going to look very weird. Um, there's There's still a walk-on tryouts. You want to go try out to be a walk-on? You got four years of eligibility left. Yeah. The, I don't know. They've got to pull them from somewhere. Maybe from the football team. Hey, you, you were the leader of an 0-12 intramural basketball team, Kyle. I think you're ready for Division 1. Let's let's. I don't have any eligibility. Yes, you do. You you got four years of eligibility left. I guess that's true. Right? You didn't you didn't play any seasons of college athletics just because you were in college for four years. Coach Prome, I'm ready. You are ready for the big time. Oh, not the Big Twelve though. Man, that would be rough. No, you'd do just fine. Yeah, you wouldn't transfer so. That's true. I'd stay right at home. Speaking of uh, former transfers from, uh, from Iowa State, I just saw this. You remember Jacoby Long, who transferred yeah. last season? He, he's now in the transfer portal again. Apparently, things didn't work out at Utah State or wherever he was. Didn't so. I see that uh, Terrence Lewis transferred to Southern Alabama? Is that what I saw? Can you yes. confirm and that? Zion Griffin transferred to S or CIU, Chicago or some it's it's a university in downtown Chicago. Loyola Chicago? No, it's not Loyola. Okay, I'm just guessing. Northwestern is pretty close to Chicago. No, it was something like CIU Chicago Illinois University. Chicago State. That's in Chicago maybe. I don't know. Columbia don't know. International maybe, University. That's may, maybe I'll that. have that's the, in South Carolina. Maybe I'll have the will to look it up. Yeah, you should do that. I'm just gonna keep guessing, and that's probably boring. You should you should keep guessing. No, you should look it up. Well, we go talk about something else, 
and then you can come back and just like cut me off in the middle of when I'm talking because you know that's what we're good at here. So I expect to be cut off sometime during the next segment, okay. which is about the NFL draft. Um, the NFL draft is on Thursday, for those of you who didn't know that. I hope you all know that because it's about the only worthwhile thing that's going on in sports um, in the next forever, apparently, because nobody knows when anything's going to start again. Um, yep, so that will start on Thursday. Like we said last week, first round will be on Thursday, second and third round on Friday, and rounds four through seven will all be on Saturday. The draft will, of course, be all virtual um, because, you know, social distancing and all of that. So the draft will be all virtual, and we will figure out um, how that is going to work. And, I mean, there are already reports of technology glitches, uh, right? Uh, there are some mock drafts, some tests and stuff that was happening. And, right, you've definitely got uh, some technical issues with these mock drafts. Kyle, could you have more details on what those technical glitches were? Well, be- before that, Zion Griffin uh, transferred to Illinois-Chicago Flames of the Horizon League. ICU, see Illinois, ICU, Illinois, Chicago, not U, not CU, CIU. See, that's why I was confused. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but apparently, the technical difficulties stemmed with uh, like dropped connection from calls, uh, as well as not all, not or everybody wasn't getting all of the information at like simultaneously. Uh, they were having a hard time being able to track wh- who was who was talking to who for like trades of picks and just a bunch of random different things that they were trying to troubleshoot and work out. Uh, but from one one rep- one writer uh, for a Cincinnati um, like a Cincinnati newspaper or sports column said that he had contact with a person inside the mock draft and said the issue started right out the gate with Cincinnati's number one pick in this mock draft. So the it sounds like the NFL's got some technical issues and glitches to work out before Thursday night. Otherwise, uh, this is going to be a long night just to get uh, one do, round in. Do, do they have contingencies in place? For technology yep. issues? Like, so I know the normal rule, right, is if you run out of time on your draft pick, right, the team behind you can just draft, and the team behind them can just draft, right? It's just a free-for-all if you miss, right? You- as far as I know, that's still going to happen, but right now the NFL said in a statement that they reserve the right to pause the draft whenever they want. Oh, it's nice. So, like... So, like, my fantasy football commissioner in my dynasty league, who for some reason set a dynasty draft with one minute per pick, who on earth does that? i got to look up some of the people in the seventh round because I've never heard of these rookies. You can just pause the draft when I complain to him. Yeah. Like, hey, you're an idiot. Pause the draft so we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. That's basically it. But these so rounds G- could take forever. Roger, we're just going to pause the first round five times. Yeah. Or more. Can we get an can we get an over they go wide if still looking for write that down prediction predict how many times the first round is going to get paused I I can't because I don't think it's going to well, then predict that it won't get paused I I have I came up with a prediction 
Okay, you just didn't it. put it on the on the thing yet. So nope. I was, I was trying to help you out. No problem. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm sure there are teams that are going to use this, right? Are going to use the fact that it was a uh, online draft as an excuse for having a bad draft, right? I'm sure they will. Whether it be whether they're going to straight out say that's not the player we intended to pick, but it's what ended up happening, or a trade that we thought was going to go through didn't, or just you know, because we didn't get to see players in person, we didn't see something we should have seen and we should never, right? Technology is going to be used as an excuse from bad drafts for certain franchises. I kind of think that's inevitable. And, and I mean, this is, like, this comes at bad times, at a bad time for certain teams that are looking to significantly rebuild their roster, i.e. the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are apparently in disarray. They're either dropping everyone or trading, pretty much making everybody available for trade. Getting in Twitter um, fights, the what? They're like G, they're like CEO and one of their defensive linemen got on a Twitter fight earlier. Yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, well, the CEO or not the CEO, the um, owner said maybe you would actually be able to see my tweets if you didn't block me. And then, and then the defensive lineman just fired back. Well, I'm blocking you because you're not even listening to me. So, see, but he's a defensive lineman. He's supposed to go around the blocks, not make the blocks. That's yeah. He, he needs to figure out what side of the ball he's on. That's yeah. That he, he's on the wrong side of the football there. But defensive they they dropped Marquise Lee. They're like number one receiver. Well, maybe not their number one receiver with Keelan Cole now, but. They just dropped him a couple days before the draft, and according to all reports, he's 100% healthy. So, I mean, if he wasn't healthy, you couldn't drop him. It's against the rules. You can't cut injured players. Yeah. So, Especially in the NFL when contracts aren't guaranteed because then marginal player X gets hurt. Oh, he's cut. Mm-hmm. That'd be bad. The, player, the, the players' union in the NFL is bad, but they're not that bad. I, I mean, I think this year's draft plays into the hands of of rosters who are already pretty much filled out like the likes of San Francisco and Kansas city. You just take those two both in the super bowl, very, very small gaps in their rosters to fill in for this upcoming season. And they just get to pick and choose some of their players that if they're not necessarily as good in the next three, four or five years, it's not that big of a loss to them because their roster is already filled out. But the teams like Jacksonville, Miami, who are looking for those cornerstones for their organizations for the next years to come, they're kind of stuck. So, see, I think more so like complete, right? Because I mean, the, the players are the players, right? Yeah. I mean, you uh, theoretically put, put that of- put that in quotes right there. Coin that phrase forever. The players are players. Right, and so in theory, right, you have the, my point is in theory you have the same amount of talent um, in this draft as you do in any other draft, right? So I don't think it necessarily um, hurts, right, teams in that way because, right, I mean there's still talent out there, right? So I don't think the fact yeah, that you it's may an or NFL may not draft for talent, a reason. It's, right. They're all talent. Right. I don't think that the fact that you the fact that it's virtual affects and whether you need more talent has any effect. I think it has to do with organizational structure, front office structure is gonna have more to do with this, right? 
front offices who already have good working relationships with each other, who communicate well with each other, who are in good standing with other teams you might be trying to virtually communicate with here for trades and stuff, right? I think those are going to be the ones that are going to have more successful and some of the more dysfunctional organizations internally looking at teams like, say, the Oakland Raiders, or I guess Las Vegas Raiders now, um, right, that seem to be more internally dysfunctional. Or the New the York ones, Giants. Right, the New York Giants. Teams like that are going to be the ones that are going to have more trouble, whereas organizations that are that are well-run, even if they aren't necessarily successful on the field, but if they're well-run, like I think the Vikings are, for example, well-run, even though not necessarily great on the field, are still going to be fine in this virtual world. I think it's teams that are already disasters in the front office that are going to have the more trouble. Because this is going to take extreme amounts of coordination and communication that just don't that need to exist to pull this off in front offices. So we'll see. I'll, I will certainly be watching the first round intently on Thursday night because let's be honest, who else has anything else to do anymore? So I'll, I will be uh, almost on snooze for the first half of the draft and then i'll pay more attention to see if the chiefs move up or decide to trade back or they could just pick or they could could just pick pick at 32 like they don't have to trade the 32nd pick it's very true there's no rule written in the nfl rule book says you have to trade the 32nd pick so that would be an interesting rule though you can't trade pick like 28 through 32 yeah, the, the, like that'd be stupid, but it would be interesting. Yeah. It would certainly change the dynamic of the draft. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on the NFL draft coming up? Is it going to be nope. a disaster, success? Any player you really want the Chiefs to draft? Anything like there that? Is, there's some rumor today that the Chiefs, if Henry Ruggs, the, either the second or third, falls into the 20s that the Chiefs are going to want to trade up to get him because he runs like a, a 4-3-40 or something like that to have sub 4-3-40s with Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, and Henry Ruggs basically fielding three quarters of an Olympic relay team. I mean, yeah, being fast is good, but also catching footballs is good. Yeah. But yeah, if I search Henry Ruggs, the first three things that all come up are Casey wants to trade up for Henry Ruggs the third. So there's think, a lot of rumors around it. I think it. they want to but trade there's up. There's also I think the Chiefs I think the Chiefs are more in need of offensive line depth. Uh, so that's kind of where I hope they use their first pick. Either yeah. that or cornerback. Here's your question. Should the Vikings trade up for Tua? Why? To get a, to draft a franchise quarterback, a possible franchise quarterback? I I'm thinking that Tua might fall a little bit now with his some of his pre-draft like workouts and, and his Wonderlick score being the lowest among all quarterbacks. Yeah, For those of you who don't know, the Wonderlick is uh, sort of we'll call it an intelligence test that uh, draft eligible players take before the draft. So, yeah, apparently he's stupid. Yeah, uh, and then there was a video on Twitter of the of. Um, 
someone saying Tua has the lowest Wonderlic score and falls into the second round of the draft. And then it's just Bill Belichick walking into the room with like the WWE, like smash music to draft Tua in the second round. I mean, they'll draft him in the first round if he falls that far. Yeah. But, so no, you, but I mean, he, see, but that probably rules out the Vikings from drafting him because, you know, everyone, it was widely reported that the reason the Vikings reached on uh, Christian Ponder way back, what year was that? Like 2000, oh boy, 10? The waste of a draft pick that they right. shouldn't have ever the Vikings, used. That the Vikings used on Christian Ponder, they they draft, they fell in love with him because his Wonderlick score was so high. He was such a smart guy that they just knew he'd be a good NFL quarterback. So they went up and reached and got him, and it worked out great. So everyone knows Christian Ponder's a future Hall of Famer and not out of the league. So anyway, I'm done with that uh, passive-aggressive rant. Who do you want the Vikings to pick first? I don't. The three positions of need are obviously corner, wide receiver, and offensive line. You got two first-round picks. You can probably address two of those needs. I would go with an offensive tackle and a corner slash safety in the first round. Yeah. If I were that's, the Vikings. That's kind of where I'm hoping the but, Chiefs go. Everybody's linking the Chiefs to, to running back in first round, and I'm like, we we don't run the ball. We we pass the ball in all of these like motion option screen passes dump offs, and we're fine with who we have for with that for right now. And we signed DeAndre Washington as well. We don't need to draft a running back of the future that we're at some point going to have to pay. I mean, paying running backs typically doesn't work out. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the Panthers do. They paid a running back. Yeah, they did. Anyway, we'll see. I also wouldn't be upset if the Vikings traded one of those first-round picks one way or the other. But because because no matter what, in the second and third round of the NFL draft, you can if if you trade out of the first round, you can still fill some good holes with additional picks in the second and third round, especially at wide receiver. So I yeah. saw I saw a stat. Uh, more of a fact today instead of a stat. Let's see if I can find it here quick. It was about wide receivers drafted in the first round. So since 2016, there were 11 first round first round wide receivers drafted, zero Pro Bowls. Whereas uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Thomas, Smith Schuster, Goodwin, Galladay, Sutton, Chuck have all been. Uh, First, have all been pro bowlers not drafted in the first round. You can get good value at wide receiver outside of the first round. If you go back and look and see who are the recent pro bowlers in the first round, don't you have to go back as far as Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry? I think so, yeah, back in 2015. Yeah. So. Plus the Vikings are some one... good receivers yeah. that will go late. Like one of them, Denzel Mims yeah, out of Denzel Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. He's going to I think he's going to be a great receiver. He knows how to use his body well. He's tall, he's athletic. Yeah. Well, and plus the if you're the Vikings, right? You're a run first team. You've told yourself you're a run first team, right? So like don't draft a wide receiver in the first round when you already have a top 10 wide receiver in Adam Thielen. Yeah. Just a thought. Anyway, enough about the NFL. I mean, unless, Wyatt, do you have anything you want to add to our NFL draft discussion? No, you're shaking your head. Not really. 
Okay. I mean, I have nothing much to say about who, it. Who, who do you want your NFL team? To, who is your NFL team? You still, Junior, I, you said you were to pick an NFL team and you've never done it. Who's your I NFL team? I just like watching football. Let me, <laughs> let me enjoy myself. No, you must pick a team. <laughs> I, I do the opposite. There's teams that I don't like. So I'll be watching a game and I'll figure out, you know, which team do I like less. And then I will root for the other team, I guess. I'm just there to watch the sport. I just appreciate the sport of football. My favorite team is the Cyclones. So yeah, Cyclones. yeah. All right, I we'll we'll let you get away with that for now. It's just that you said you know almost three. What was that? Like two and a half years ago. Now you're gonna pick a team and you never did. So I was gonna put you on the spot. But if you picked no team, that's an acceptable choice. So um. Moving on to some other news notes from around sports. Um, I guess I really only have one news note from around sports. Um, It came out of the NBA this week, and that is that the players have agreed to take a 20% salary cut during this um, coronavirus shutdown. 20% or 25%? 25%. Did I say 20? You said 20. You wrote down 25. Meant to say 25, yeah. Um, And so... What this does is it really, right, so there's a clause in the collective bargaining agreement that essentially says the owners can withhold 1% of player salary for each game that isn't played. So if the rest of the season doesn't happen, right, that means the players are out, I guess I don't know how many games got completed, right, a certain amount of money. And since in the NBA the way it works is players are paid over 12 months, not just per game, right? They're played over, paid over 12 months. Essentially what this is doing is that at this point they're assuming that um, there are going to be games that are going to get canceled and then the the cut for that or and then the, the, the salary cut for that essentially is now getting spaced out over these, right, over these monthly payments as opposed to eventually they just don't get a check for one month, right? So essentially it's just spacing out the loss, Um of whatever it's going to be come whatever they figure out what they're going to do with the season. So that ba- that's basically all it does. Uh, yeah. Um, the MB- they, they still want to play the season. The NHL is looking to play games in like Fargo or like South Dakota, North or South Dakota to uh, finish the NHL season. So t- sports leagues are trying to finish seasons. We'll just see how it goes. Everything's up in the air. We got to play it by ear. So, do you have any other news notes from around sports, Kyle? I do not. Oh, I let me see if I can find something real quick. I forgot about this. This was a very interesting stat. So, to the world of tennis. So, Wimbledon reportedly paid two million dollars a year for like pandemic insurance for the last 17 years which totaled 34 million dollars uh for this year's cancellation as a result of coronavirus wimbledon will reported reportedly receive a 141 million dollar payout from the policy so they made a bunch of money off of this i mean but they also lost a bunch of money because they didn't true. have wimbledon yeah they so they just didn't lose as much money that's what insurance is for right yep yeah they didn't lose all the money 
Yeah. They only lost some of it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know you could have pandemic insurance. So you can have insurance for pretty much everything. But I this... just didn't know that. I just didn't. I guess I didn't think about like a grand slam or like a like a tournament that's run every single year to that they would necessarily carry that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Right. Well, and right. You like going off the, you can find insurance for everything, right? Because there was a trend a couple of years ago, and I'm sure it's still going on of um, minor leaguers. Essentially what they do is there was a group that would essentially, they bet on, they basically take out a loan on their, right. It was basically like a payday advance, but for minor league players, right. Right, you say, like, because minor league baseball players don't get paid very much. So you say, if I get, if you give me X dollars now, I will give you X percent of my earnings once I make the major leagues, basically, was what it was, right? So they were, right, sort of getting some money now, betting on themselves, making money. It was an interesting thing that an article I read a couple years ago out of the MLB, right? You can get insurance or things like that on pretty much anything, so... That that's all. That was just sort of random note since we were on the topic of insurance and sports. Um, let's see. Why any other news notes from you across the world of sports? Uh no, not for me. Nothing too interesting going on. Besides, I mean, you have uh, iRacing, which is a, a platform for virtual races to happen. Seen a lot of Formula One, Formula E, uh, Formula Two drivers all going out and competing in virtual races, which is kind of fun. Other than that, there isn't anything else going on in my world whatsoever. So, eh, you know. Nice. Um, so I think that brings us on back to me again. Moving on to my favorite segment, Mike's Stupid Rules. And continuing with our theme from last week, where I'm going to give you rules about obscure sports because I can and there's no real sports happening. We are this time, last week we talked about rugby, of course, if you remember. This week we are going to go to badminton. Yes, our rule for this week is going to be badminton and specifically about serving in badminton. So for those of you who have ever played badminton, um, you know that in badminton you have to serve underhand, right? There's no overhand serves in badminton. All serves in badminton have to be underhand. But did you know that there's... Uh, there is a specific definition for underhand in that badminton serve, right? And so, of course, underhand means your um, your your racket has to be coming up, right, when you hit it, as opposed to going down, right? That's one of the things of underhand. And the other thing is the birdie or shuttlecock. Yes, it is actually called a shuttlecock, not a birdie. A birdie is just a slang term for it. The shuttlecock must always stay below your waist um, uh, while you are serving it. So from when, from where you drop it from to where you hit it, etc., it all must stay below your waist. <laughs> there you go. Everything. So you can't like drop it from like you know shoulder height or anything like that, right? It has to be below your waist the entire time. You can't even like toss no. it. Nope, it has to stay below your waist the entire time. Oh dang. Uh-huh. Interesting. So, I think that probably means I've been serving long in badminton before. I mean, yeah, I probably, probably drop it from slightly above my waist. I don't toss it or anything, but I guess I probably drop it 
from slightly above my waist. I don't think so, I ever. I don't think I've ever bent over that far to like hit it from below my waist. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of drop it down a little bit. Yeah, I definitely drop it down a little bit. So there you go. Next time you are out recreational playing badminton, whenever all this is over, so from below your waist. That is the rules. Don't screw it up. Interesting. Interesting. So, speaking of interesting things, do we have anything to pull off the accountability board? Do we have anything to pull off the board for the accountability session? We, again, do not have anything uh-huh. to pull off the board. Next week, though, we will have at least four, eight, at least eight things to pull off the board next week. Oh, that's good. So... Nice. Well, since we don't have anything to take off, let's go ahead and slap some more account of uh, some more predictions up on the board. I can't think of the word prediction, I guess. Starting with Kyle. Yeah. uh, So my prediction will go to next season uh, for the Cyclones whenever they are slash do play the season. Uh, And I say that Brock Purdy will be the leading passer in the Big 12. Hmm. I would like that. Uh, I don't. Who's the leading passer in the Big 12 this year? Brock Purdy. Was he? Yeah. Jalen Hurts really? wasn't how... the leading passer because he was the leading oh. rusher. Oh, he was. Behind yes, Chuba, Hub- Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> was. Interesting. Huh. I'll take that. I like those odds. Yeah, um, he was pretty. I mean, can we give yeah, him a toss up? A double. He out. He out threw Sam Ellinger by about three hundred yards on the season, and Jalen Hurts by about a hundred yards total. So you always season. have to think that OU's quarterback is going to be up there no matter what. And people like Sam Ellinger to take another step forward, and Brock Purdy barely outdid him. Yeah. And then you got Charlie Brewer at Baylor coming yeah. back, so at least another quarterback with experience. Yeah, and he and Brock Purdy was about 800 yards more than uh, Charlie Brewer last year. So It's probably a four-quarterback race. Yeah, probably. Hmm... Double? That's what I said. Uh, it sounds like a double. But what if Brock Purdy gets hurt? Shut up. Don't say that. I if thought Brock that'd Purdy, be a triple. If Brock Purdy gets hurt, this podcast... No, I'm not going to say that. I, I think I, I don't this- think he's... I, I think he's going to be so high up there with passing or it's because he's not... They don't want him to rush, so he will not get hurt. You're more likely to get hurt when you're rushing the ball, you know? So, I don't know. That, that was my thought process on it. I don't think he's going to get hurt because he's amazing. He's an amazing man. An amazing man. That's not true either. I don't know. I he's just, I just hope we don't have to play from behind very much this season. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I just hope we don't lose as many close games this year as we did last year. Fair. That's frustrating. Close losses are frustrating. I agree. What do you have to put up on the board, Mike? Yeah, I'm sticking with our NFL draft predictions because I just want to take a ton of things off the board next week. And since we were talking about technology issues, there will be at least one technology issue during the draft. Yeah. Single? Yeah. It's going to happen. Okay. 
I'll take the single. Easy points. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to take your prediction, Mike, because I thought of mine some more, and then I realized I'd have to actually do work to prove it, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to say that the first round of the draft will be paused at some point. Draft will be paused. Will be or won't be? It will be. Will be paused. It'll happen. Ooh. Somebody's Slack channel is going to go down or something stupid's going to happen. Slack go down? I've never seen Slack go down before. Uh, you never know. Uh, I mean, I've seen Skype go down. That happens all the time when we're recording. Yeah, Skype's garbage, though. Uh, yeah, right. Triple? I was going to say double. I mean, I was going triple, not necessarily because I think it's that unlikely to happen, but because it would just be amazing, right? Like, pausing the NFL draft would just be amazing. That's why I was saying the triple, because, yeah. But my reason behind a double is the NFL NFL put out a statement that said they reserve the right to pause the draft whenever necessary. Well, they yeah, have I feel say, like if there's going to be any technical issues that warrant a pause in the draft, it's going to be in the first round. Yeah, and a lot of people reserve the right to do a lot of things that they never do, right? Don't you listen to those announcements before, like, baseball games where, you know, like, the Minnesota Twins reserve the right to remove anybody from the stadium if they're blah, 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 blah. Don't you ever listen I mean, to those? I listen to them because some right. of them are actually interesting. Right. But you got to say that to cover your butt. So, like, if the NFL didn't say that, and I don't right. know, you know. Just because they said they out. can doesn't mean they're going to. It just means they can. I'm sticking with triple. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that triple. But it's a triple. Whatever. I'll take it. I'll it's take it. Do we have anything from Josh this week? Is he still alive? Uh, he is still alive. He said he was thinking. Um, he has not gotten back to me with his thinking yet, so we will tell you next week if he has something. I'm going to be so pissed if the if they pause the draft in the first two picks. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> not going to lie. And the, the sad thing is, is I don't think if, if the draft does get paused, I don't think it's going to be due to a, a uh, technical issue. You know, I think it's going to be a, a communication issue, not necessarily like losing connection somewhere or having not enough bandwidth because apparently that's a concern for, for whatever reason. I, I think it's going to be due to just plain old human to human communication. So something's going to go wrong like, oh, God, oh, no, wait. And I don't know. It's just going to be dumb regardless. See, but will they pause the draft for that? I don't yeah. think they will. Right. Depending on like what I think they will. If. If, if your coach can't talk to your GM and you can't figure your crap out in enough time to make the pick, I think that's on you. If your technology Ish. crashes, that's a different thing. But if you just can't figure your stuff out, that's on you. Uh, I, that's what yeah. I would look at. I, I would I don't agree, but that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Some, we'll I don't know. It's going to be really dumb. And it, there shouldn't be any reason for that, honestly. Like, if you think about it, not a whole lot's changed in the entire process. Sure, it's all remote. But the actual communication between all, all the internal organization communications, all still pretty much the same. You're all not sitting in the same room, but that, that shouldn't matter. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't think this should be as nearly as big of a deal as it is making itself out to be. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And with that, 
we are at the end of our Write That Down Predictions segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 78 of the 8311 cast. We appreciate you sticking around. Make sure you check out our social media page on Instagram at 8311cast. And if you're feeling awesome, drop us a line on our contact page, 8311cast.fireside.fm slash contact. Signing off are your hosts, Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Teeter. We'll talk to you again next week. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones.